what were you going to say? <laughs> is, it, is it editable? Yes. Oh, OK. Right, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I don't really like editing things, Matt. No, I just no. carry on. Yeah, yeah, sure. So, I'm going to start again, because just as I press the button, Matt decides that he's going to say something else. But um, here we are, and again, not quite round the kitchen table. Maybe like a little side table we could count as the kitchen table, but I have got a lovely cup of tea, and I'm here with Matt Hawkes, who is the open water swimming coach. Hello. Hi, Mandy. Hello. Welcome. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. Yeah, we do have a side table. We have cups of tea and... Um, and we are in your kitchen. And we are in my kitchen, just off the kitchen, in fact, that's in serious need of some renovation, but anyway. But I have to say, we are in the most amazing spot. We are looking out of Matt's window, which is high up on a slope by Leon Sea and looking over the sea. And today is like a bright, sunny day. So if we're going to talk about open water swimming, today is like the... Well, this is like the perfect view for it, isn't it? You know, the sun... Oh sparkling blindingly off the yeah it, it literally <laughs> the is. i can see why you do what you do here we need our sunglasses don't we yeah it's super hot i mean what an amazing day the sun is out the sky is blue and we can see the sea shimmering can't we i mean <laughs> it doesn't get much better does it and it's nearly december i think what's the date today 29th two no, days gorgeous. out of december so what came first living in leon sea by the sea water or being a swim coach uh, living in living in Lee, I moved yeah. to Lee when I was about twenty, so that was a long time ago. Oh my goodness, twenty four <laughs> years ago. Yeah, I moved to Lee then. Um, I moved out of home and uh, I was drawn to Lee um, just because it was a young, hip place to live. I think when I was nineteen or twenty, that was a place to come. So that's where I met my first uh, my first wife. I really. <laughs> How many wives have no, you had? No, I feel like I've had loads. <laughs> but I've actually only had How one. How many? Only one. <laughs> only one. Only one. <laughs> it yeah. was just the way you said it. Yeah, no, another one, but wasn't a marriage. It was a long relationship. But yeah, I feel like I've had a couple of marriages under yeah. my belt whilst living in Lee. Yeah. But that's, um, that's okay. <laughs> Yeah, we all have those things. Yeah. <laughs> I'm 44, so I'm bound to have some past of some sort. Absolutely, and it'd be a bit boring not to have any past whatsoever. Oh, most definitely. <laughs> most definitely, yeah. Um, and I like to think I'm anything but boring. Yeah, yeah I, th I think that probably too as well. And open water swimming, What? tell me the, li the life cycle. How did we get to be an open water swim and what happened before? What happened before? Oh, dear. Um, where do I start? What happened before open water swimming? It was just me and um, my kind of, <laughs> like, I, at the moment, so I've been open water swimming for the last five years. Um, since I came into recovery um, in my 40s, um, all I've known really is open water swimming um, and outdoor swimming and wild swimming, all those things encompassing being outdoors at one with nature and, and just myself. Um, and it was such a separate time of my life between when I turned 40 and when I came sober at 39. Um, there's such a divided line between the two. Everything before was chaos. Um, kind of like a dark chaos, um, really black. Um, but with great periods as well. I mean, my life has been great. I'm, I'm, you know, I, I never, I don't regret anything I've ever done in my life. Um, but the dividing line of when I became sober at thirty nine um, and to what I do now is is a, is a big contrast. It's this 
and open water swimming has been a big part of my recovery. Yeah. Um, moving forward, yeah. Yeah. So what 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 was the turning point for you? Sort of where where did you decide that you were going to be sober rather than not, and then the chaos became a little bit calmer and open swimming started. <clears throat> I, I I realized that um, I never heard of the word rock bottom before um, I reached it. Um, it was this, uh, wasn't even in my vocabulary. wasn't even I didn't even know what that was. Um, but when I did reach rock bottom, or as I like to say, my bottom came up and hit me. Um, I could have gone a lot further with my um, bottoming out. My bottoming out. Yeah, most definitely. I I I, I lost a lot of things um, leading up to my my day where I, I literally put my hand up and looked for help, looked for someone to yeah to save me basically because I was beyond saving. Um, well, yeah. obviously not. No. Would be a bit felt, harsh on yourself then. Well, it, you know, when you wake up every morning wishing you were dead, Mandy, that's how it felt like. And, you know, suicidal thoughts, uh, intentions and, and stuff like that. You did feel, I did feel like there was periods of my life where, you know, it wasn't worth carrying on. Mm-hmm. It wasn't worth saving. I had no real self-worth whatsoever. I was self-harming, self-abusing myself and... Um, yeah, it was a really black time in my life. Mm-hmm. So what, just out of interest from the point of view of, you know, I talk about mental health quite a lot and um, in more of a proactive way, as in, which is why I was drawn to speaking to you with doing open water swimming, the more proactive thing of building resilience so that you don't go down to rock bottom. Obviously, you know, there are some people at various stages, aren't there? And then you need more than just the resilience, but like exercise and doing the kind of things that you do nowadays must help your mental state incredibly and those of others I would imagine all I encourage now and is what a part of you know in my recovery I advocate nature I advocate being outdoors I advocate health and wellness all that is anything that that takes you out of the kind of potential mundaneness and the potential repetitive nature of everyday life, which happens to us all, happens to me. Now, I have, a, I have a, a life that is fairly structured. I get up in the morning, I go to work, I come home, I go to bed. Um, so that can be mundane and it can kind of get on top of you. Um, and even in, in my sobriety, I, I have to be outside. I have to kind of connect with mother nature I have to connect with her you know we're sitting here now I can hear birds tweeting mm. out there to me I, I think it's just a joy in itself I, you know it doesn't need to be much more than that to me just listen just that moment of stillness that moment of quiet listen to birds cheeping I mean it's it's priceless just that small thing so anything even more elevated than that for me going for a swim um, going for a walk you know going up to the castle just getting out there and I ha- I found I have yeah, gone from I do have a problem of not wanting to be back indoors sometimes. I want to experience all those things outside. I want to be out in the sun. I want to be out in the rain. I want to be outside. That's it. Me, me, me. Outside, fresh air. For my mental health, unquestionably, um, a, a a medicine mm-hmm. for me. 
and what you do as well so it's not like so open water and swimming I mean you probably think it's just well it is obviously everyday stuff for you but for people who come to you it's not just the same as like going to a normal PT is it and training you're you know some of it could be quite scary I would imagine you know you're challenging your mind as well aren't you with a bit of a out of comfort zone type behavior right you know you probably think of it as nothing but being in the open water is actually quite a scary prospect for a lot of people isn't it oh, without it's scary for me i every day i go out there i've come back from a swim now and, and as i said to you earlier i, I apologize for smelling like a pond i've just come back from the sea <laughs> uh, i haven't had time to shower or anything um and it was scary for me out there you know the uh, do you swim on your own out there i presume you do yes so it's one I've been coaching, I've been looking after some yeah. individuals, but after that I decided the summer was out, it's amazing. I, I stripped off my suit and I went for a swim and I was by myself. Um, which is fine, I, I, I know what I'm doing, I know where I'm going, I'm experienced and it's, yeah, there's not a lot yeah. that can go wrong. Um, do you have one of those little floaty things that follows you? I do, yeah, I have my swim secure toe float that looks after me. Uh, it's there to... Uh, toe float? It's called a toe float, yes. Oop, I've, even, I've even got a toe donut. <laughs> That's, well, that's nothing that we should talk about. No, that's another program. <laughs> Most definitely. Um, but yeah, I have fears and anxieties about going swimming. And that's to me, is all part of it. And pushing through those boundaries, and it's all mental boundaries, um, every time I go for a swim, that's what I feel. I feel my stomach feels funny, my head feels funny. But it's that, if I can push through that and come out the other side, it makes me stronger. And that is what I try and instill on every single um, athlete that I work with. It's about pushing through those boundaries and increasing those confidence levels. And we can't increase those confidence levels without experience. Mm -hmm. And that is what I try to give every single one of those people. Experience. Experience in the dark. Experience in the wet. Experience in the rain and the wind. Oh, the, the dark. All that. Yeah, why not? Oh, my God. Yeah, definitely. Did you not watch Jaws when you were little? Yeah, but there's no, there's no, <laughs> there's no Jaws out there. Anyway. <laughs> But yeah, going through. No, but there could, but there would be in my imagination. <laughs> yeah, and there are in a lot of people's imaginations. You're you're right. You know, people think there's the big dark, scary things out there, and there are. But it's it's like I said, it's experience. I take people out, and I'm safe with them. I they're they're next to me. That you know, and I always say there's three things I want from every single athlete that I work with. You need to be brave. You need to have a real sense of humour. Okay, because when you're standing on that beach and in nothing but your pants, okay, and it's blowing a hoolie. You need to be able to have a bit of amusement. And you need to trust me. That's those three things. Be brave, have a sense of humour and trust what I'm doing. Trust the process. Yeah. And you'll get so much from it, like I do. So what kind of people come to you? <sighs> Everyone. Any, every Tom, Dick and Harry uh, come to me. And it's amazing how, in, how God works in mysterious ways. Because I have lots of... Um, I always say you come from the swimming, but you leave with so much more. Um, it basically ends up being a... It's like a lot of things in life, isn't it? You know, what you actually think you want, you actually get a lot more than you need, don't you? I think so, and, that, and I offer that. And people come for, come swimming with me because it's me. Um, they could go swimming with anyone. Um, but what I offer is basically... We end up having sometimes having therapy sessions. Um, I'm happy to, and I'm open about talking about my addiction and my, my, um, my um, relationships with... Um, drugs and alcohol, unhealthy relationships with drugs and alcohol over my years, and I openly talk about those. Step twelve of my of my program is um, giving back to others, and that's what I try and share. I say mm. where I was, which is a really really dark place in my life, what I did, which was wake up one morning and look for help, um, do a you... program. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. Mm. What do you think made that morning different? 
what made the morning different? Or is it the rock bottom? Or the, no. Yeah, um, even at that point, I, even at my rock bottom morning, I didn't think I had a problem. Um, all through my, my drinking career, um, which, have, which started when I was very young, I, I, I never drunk normally. Uh, I never used drugs normally. When I say normally, I mean um, there was never any boundaries around me um, using uh, alcohol. Um, and I say using because that's why I, I, I use it to change the way I felt. Yeah. Um, I wasn't comfortable with myself. I was never part, I felt like I was part of anything. Um, and I always used to feel like I had to use alcohol to change, to, to be a, a different person, to be the, <clears throat> excuse me, the life and soul of the party or the, or look at Jolly Matt over there, isn't he, you know, so, so amazing or whatever. And I felt like I needed alcohol to change the way I felt. <clears throat> Um, but it turns out that in sobriety, I look back at that and I don't actually need that now. I'm, I'm doing more now um, clean than I ever was and I can still be jolly Matt without uh, drinks or drugs. But it sounds like, um, you said to me, like just before we started talking on this, that um, your, uh, what did you call it, your swim high or yeah. sea high? What mm-hmm. did you say, swim high? Swim high. Swim high. Mm. So... And that is, you know, there's nothing wrong with being high, is there? It is the thing that if you can find a million natural things to do for and get a high, it's a whole lot better than a artificial high from drugs and alcohol, isn't it? Most definitely. Um, and again, I'm a big pusher of that. Um, whatever I've done to my body and whatever I've put in my body over the last 44 years, Mandy, nothing compares to me to getting out after that swim and, and feeling how I feel. Um, and that high that I get from that or the elation or the, the well-being factor and the mental health progression that I get from that certainly isn't going to kill me whereas trying to achieve that from drink or drugs certainly will kill me yeah and have you had anyone come to you that you sort of feel like um, they they need that high as well that's why they're coming to you to do open water swimming as opposed to a normal like training swimming in a swimming pool or something it's a it's a different thing isn't it do i do i think they need or would you encourage people you know is that something that you think would be a great thing for people to you know do do you think people who have addictions need more of a high than other people are there some people that don't need highs all the time that's why they don't seek um either alcohol drugs anything or maybe high risk sports or something like that that's a lot of things to kind of <laughs> i'll start multi-ended with the, question yeah i'll start with the the last one do I, do other people right we were just rudely interrupted by my phone ringing <laughs> my te- I, my technical skills so matt's got to think of the answer to that question all over again i i put my phone on airplane mode um, <laughs> which do you that's very wise <laughs> yeah which doesn't happen very often it happens when i go to sleep and Never during the day, because unfortunately, oh, the business I run, and I'm self-employed, and I need to be on social media constantly. It's so where's your phone when you're swimming in the sea? This is what I was coming to. <laughs> um, so another um, release and relief, you know, I can go for a run with my phone, I can go on the bike with my phone, but there's one place I cannot take my phone, um, and that is in the sea. So just that brief moment in time where I have some sort of, you know, uh, freedom from... It's like a win-win. The freedom from the likes and the follows and the shares and the 
whatever else I have to do to promote myself and um Oh, when would it ever end, man? So, yeah, so swimming... <laughs> you don't uh, want it to end. Oh, no. <laughs> you're only at, potentially, I, you're at the beginning. Yeah, well, yes, there is that. There is that. And, um, yeah, I, you know, I, I love what I do. I love my job that it creates um, so many opportunities for other people um, to experience what I experience. That's basically what I'm here for. Okay, it's a job, but at the end of the day, I want people to to be out there, to to feel how I feel, um, to experience emotions that I feel, which are all positive things, you know. There's, nothing, no, there's no negatives to overall swimming. And there's no negatives to cold water swimming. You know, it's all positives. Yeah, because they say there's massive health benefits, isn't there, of getting in really cold water? Totally. Um, you know, it's, it's fantastic for your circulation. It's fantastic for your libido, if you're interested in that sort of thing. <laughs> this is what I'm told. <laughs> uh, and um, yeah, it's fantastic, fantastic your mental health. Although you know those three major things, there's no negative effects if it can be done safely, um, and you you know get all these benefits from it. So when did you sort of start to realise that this could be your saving thing, really? My saving thing, my saving. Has thing. it saved you? Yeah, has it saved me? Um, well, it's gone a long way to help. Yeah, it assists me. It helps me on a daily basis. You know, it uh, um, definitely. Gives me some focus. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes a bit too much focus, as in I can let other things in my life slide, um, where I should be not so hundred percent on this. Um, but it gives me a, a sense of definitely gives me a sense of purpose. And we talked earlier about a lack of I didn't feel like I was part of anything when I was using drink. Um, I do feel like I'm part of something now. I'm part of. Uh, a kind of a community and an engagement that um, that I relish and I really get a lot of lot of satisfaction from. Yeah, and it is a basic human need to feel part of something, you know, to have that purpose, but also feel part of either the purpose or a community or something like that, isn't it? It is a good human need. Yeah, I I, I totally agree. Um, I, I remember back at school I was always on the kind of periphery of any friendship group I was never kind of in the middle of it I was on the outside of it and my school days were were a shocker I was I was bullied relentlessly in my in my senior years at school and it was not a pleasant place for me um, and I had no real connection with anyone at school it was just um, really you know unpleasant um, and I carried that with me. I kept that as a secret. I, I didn't tell anyone that until much later on in my in my life. And um, you know, I know things like that are much more open now, bullying and, and stuff like that. So um, it's something I would um, talk about more freely now. And that that connection I didn't have then. I I, I find I get a connection now with um, with people, which is really nice. Yeah. Um. And again, it's nice when you look back. Do you think? you know, all your experiences now, you can look back and you think, actually, that's made you a very different person to someone who hasn't maybe been through all of those things. Yeah, um, I've... You know, everyone's been through lots of things in their lives, you know, um, and everyone's lives are very different. I think, the you know, with my school time, my bullying, with the relationships I've had with with, um, with my children and... 
uh, breakdowns there. I didn't see my son for five years mm. um, throughout the back end of my drinking career um, because of the breakdown in relationship we had there. Um, thankfully, I, I see him now, but it was, it was a tough, it was tough five years without seeing your son from the age of 12 up until he was 18. Um, but that's come round, in, mm-hmm. and that's the, one of the things I've got in my, uh, in my recovery. Um, they say it's like a tide, it will go out, but you do the right things and it will always come back to you. And, and I did, I just did the right thing. I did what was, what was required and, and now I have a good relationship with my children. I say children, they're, they're not very small anymore, they're a lot older and, uh, <laughs> and uh, I think my son's taller than me. So, um, Does he swim? He, he not yet, he, believe, he's, he's, he's mentioned he started in the pool, which has given me a, uh, a little thing to hang on to. So I've grabbed that and... Uh, I think he might be getting a pair of goggles for Christmas. Uh, <laughs> whether he likes it or not. Whether he likes it or not, yes. <laughs> what do you give 18-year-olds? 19, actually, I think, 18, 19. But yes, yeah, so no. They get past an age and they just want money, really. That's the, yes, that's the yes. easiest thing. But no, so goggles, yeah. So they, and, and, and Amelia, I believe, um, I think she might start to swim as well. So yeah, there's definitely hope for them yet. <laughs> All is not lost. So you don't, you're not really preachy about it, are you? You know, some people find something and they're so into it. They just, I mean, obviously I'm asking you about it now, but, you know, they're really, really into it and they think everyone else should get the benefit of it as well. But you're just like, there. you do make, and I'm not, I'm not mad keen on the sea because I did grow up in the Jaws uh, generation yeah. where literally you're going to lose your leg if you went in the sea. Manny, you're not old enough. <laughs> I know, thank you very much. <laughs> I've watched the rework runs. Um, but, um, you know, you don't go on about it. If anything... I've talked to you a couple of times now, haven't I? And I'm sort of like a little bit intrigued. Definitely not going to go there yet. <laughs> but I quite like the thing that you're not saying to me, you should do it, you should do it. I'm sort of thinking, mm, I'm a little bit intrigued. Yeah. Well, um, so you said yet, so that's good. We can hang yet. on to that yet. Yet. Yeah, there's definitely... <laughs> I, I, all I do is I explain what I do and the benefits it gives me. Mm. And if that kind of ignites some sort of interest in someone... Um, I had a new lady sign up yesterday, um, Sam her name was, and she had a chat with me on the phone and she was asking whether she should, she should start this side of Christmas or in the new year. That's entirely up to you, Sam, but, you know, sooner rather than later. You know, and I expressed excitement for her. You know, I was pleased that she signed up and really excited for her. And I got a message later saying, Matt, great conversation, really appreciate your time, and I'm so excited now. And that, that's what I like. I so you do the... get sign-ups in the winter? This is a 360... I'd, I'd have thought Sam should have like come to you in the summer. No, 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 no. <laughs> Sam, no. She wouldn't get the benefits of... The... You mentioned the cold It must still be cold in the summer, surely. It, it can get to... It was 28 degrees in there no. this year. It was warmer in here than it was in the Med last year. No. Um, yeah, it's not like that at the moment. It's about seven degrees out there, but Sam will get the benefits from cold water swimming. And presume without the risk of being run over by a banana or something like you would in the med. A, a banana? <laughs> you know those oh, things oh, on sorry, the back yeah. of the... I was like, what? A banana? <laughs> I'm thinking well, that. most of us swim in the med, don't we, when right. we're on our holidays and yes. you've got, like, donuts again yeah, and... Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, bananas going around. Yeah, no, she but she won't get a, that in Lee. No, she won't get that in Lee. We won't. We we have lovely temperate climate here in Lee. You know, like I said, it's balmy out there today. And um, no, so yeah, sign ups in the winter definitely. That's where the summer for me is great, but it doesn't float my boat as much as the winters for me. Really, not in the slightest. I can do a, a session in the summer, you know, pushing it hard, and I always push myself hard, and. 
doesn't come close to winter swimming. I'm all about the cold water, and then we're stepping down to the ice water swimming. That's mm. me. That's what we talked about the elation. We talked about the high. We talked about the invigoration and the, you know, I'm sitting here now, uh, an hour post swim, and I'm feeling great. You know, maybe it's just you, Mandy. Oh, I'm sure it is. <laughs> <laughs> me and the cold water. <laughs> yeah, yeah, combination. Happy days. Come again. <laughs> Well, yes, as long as we're sitting in this nice sunny right, spot rather yes. than the sea. Yeah, no. but never say never. <laughs> no, I said yet. We'll think. Exactly. I'll we'll hold think. On to that. My husband's done um, a few triathlons and stuff like that, and he's not a great swimmer. That's the that's the stage that he's not so keen on. Maybe mm. I'll send him instead. Yeah. Um, and I'm always mightily relieved when he got out of the water. You know, and think, oh my god, he'll be just gone for good. That'll be it. Right. So I've always thought the water bit is the scary bit. You yeah, know, running yeah. and cycling you know you can kind of manage can't you but the swim bit especially in triathlon you know again way out of your comfort zone even if you'd been training with you for six months jumping in with masses of other people around you and people's legs and arms hitting you in the can you yeah. tell i'm a bit of a yeah <laughs> a bit of a scaredy cat when it comes to well, water well you talked about the triathlon and the, and the swimming and the running and the bike Swimming is the only sport we actually have to be taught how to do. You know, I could give you a tennis racket and you could hit it across the net. I could give you a, a netball and you could probably play netball. But swimming is actually only the sport we have to be taught how to do. So my, I'm a Swim England teacher as well as an open water coach. So part of my um, progression for my athletes is from the pool into the sea. It's a program that I offer. Um, so it's getting them started. We're talking heads up breaststrokers. We're talking fearful people who are unsure about even putting their face in the water, being out of their depth. Massive confidence issues. Yeah. And we work on that in the pool. And in literally four or five weeks, we're out doing front crawl in some silly seas. You know? And that is what I love. I mean, see. that is a massive transformation. Uh, pff, amazing. Yeah, it is. Literally, they'll go from, like I said, not a lot, as in real poor confidence... Poor stroke, and, and then going into the sea in all weathers and all conditions. That's what I encourage. It's that experience, experience, experience. Build your confidence, confidence, confidence. Wow. So you said about ice water. What exactly do you mean? Like so, at the moment we're hovering around seven degrees out there, maybe a little bit chillier, which is cold water swimming. So anything below fifteen degrees is cold water. So we have to be aware of cold water shock, which is when you get in too quickly. You have an un- involuntary muscle spasm and you inhale lots of water and you'll probably drown um so that's from 15 degrees and below that would be a bit of a downer for the client yeah, list definitely which is why i do it in a safe and controlled yeah. way you know i yeah. don't do this as a, as a so joke. this isn't this isn't all joking aside this isn't something for it it would be much better to do this under tuition rather than just launch yourself into the sea 100 percent. yeah it's it's serious business out there. Yeah. I don't take the, the safety lightly at all. You know, no. this is... Like, so, for the record, people who yeah. are listening, do not suddenly launch yourself into the cold water. Get Matt's help. Yes. <laughs> or someone else who knows what they're doing help. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, it's dangerous out there. You know, it's cold. It's nearly... It's winter, or yeah. late autumn, early winter, and it's cold out there. So, it's, um, it's a serious business, and I do not muck around with, with anything no. like that. And you mentioned the ice water. That's five degrees and below. So once we get to five degrees, that's classed as ice water. Oh, right. And that's when it really starts uh, frying your skin off, basically. So do you... So I've read um, Ross Edgley's book. Have you... um, Do you know much about Ross Edgley? So he swam round England. You know, he's an amazing bloke, um, but slightly nutty as well, from the point of view he swam round the whole of England. Mm -hmm. 
And when you read the book about it, I mean, the effect it had on him was ridiculous. But um, he was saying about the cold water and the benefits. And he said, you know, if you can work your way up gradually, even if you're starting off in the shower with cold water on your feet and gradually, you know, making it more so you have an entire cold shower and the, the health benefits of that. So, you know, I take it so you can probably withstand temperatures much less than anyone else because does your body change, you think, from... <laughs> um... You can see what I look like, Mandy. There's not a lot of fat on you. There's not a great deal. Not that I'm seeing him naked. <laughs> I do have my trackies and my T-shirt on. But you can get the rough idea there's not a lot to me. So I suffer for my craft, to be honest. Yeah. Um, it doesn't get any easier out there for me. Really not? Um, no, and I've been winter swimming now. This will be my third season of winter swimming. So And it's no easier now than it was back in 2002. 15 or 16 it's brutal yeah it is brutal the recovery is horrendous for me do you like lose the feeling in your fingers or something you don't even get around to thinking about that to be honest no but how long does it take to recover a bit or is that part of the high no recovery is definitely not part of the high recovery is the brutal bit (laughs) (laughs) what and when everything starts to come back you know like you're starting to remind me of those days you know when you were at school and PE lessons and you had to do cross country running and ugh Hated it. Yeah. Hated all that stuff. Um, I was decent at sport at, at school, which is, I think, one of my saviours. Because if I wasn't, I'd have been even more bullied or something. So I always played football. I was football, uh, captain of the football team for all five years of my senior year. And I was good at athletics. And I was good at cross country. So um, that kind of was my saving grace. I could always run faster than all those bullies. They get me sometimes, <laughs> though. Can I swear? No. I'll leave that. Um... We can imagine what yeah, you're going to say. Imagine. Yeah, so the recovery from ice swimming for me is, is part of it, unfortunately. I have to go through that process. To get the, the, the benefits yeah. afterwards, I have to go through that pain. Um, and standing on the, let's call it the start line, you know that's going to be, that's there. You know, you're building up to it days before. You know the swim's coming, you get the butterflies and you get, oh, am I really going to do this? I know what my recovery's going to be like. And my recovery is... It's not a cold... You can't really explain it. You have to... You kind of come and experience it, Mandy. <laughs> I'm not selling it, though, am I? It's talking talk water bottles I think you've got a, a hard thing to get. You know, I've got a... Yeah. I'm away from it yet. <laughs> I've learned in my life never, never say never because you just don't know, do no. you? And as you get older... And I do preach to people quite a lot about getting out of your comfort zone, so I can't exactly say... I would never do that because no. I do things now that I thought I would never do. I go to the gym, I run, I you know, never thought that I was somebody who would go to the gym. But at the moment, this stage of my life, I do go to the gym. Yeah, yeah. So um, I know never to say never. But no, and like you said, it's it's about being out of your comfort zone, isn't it? It's yeah. I I've learned, and I've I know learned. the benefits of that. You know, I know as much as you feel uncomfortable and stuff like that, the feeling afterwards is just brilliant. Yeah, I I, you know. It's about being comfortable, being uncomfortable. Mm. And without that, I don't think you can benefit on an emotional level, personally. No. I mean, I'm trying to think what I'll do now to get the feeling that I have now from anything else. And I'm struggling. to, to th- It's so far out of my comfort zone. It makes it so, hurts so much. And the emotional and physical... Um, requirements to actually put my body and my mind through it and I know it sounds extreme but it is extreme we're not going for a run 
We're not going for a bike ride. We're going out in the sea in 6 degrees. No matter what the weather, there's no reason we won't go for a swim. It can be windy, cold, raining, blowing a false nine go or brilliant blue skies like today. There's no reason not to go for a swim. Um, and it's very well, sim- I think a lot of people would think there was a million and one reasons not to well, go for a swim. Yeah, that's true. I think there's never a reason not to go for a swim. And the same reason as there's never a reason not to have a drink. It's, you know... There are similarities, aren't there? Obviously not in the actual physical thing, but the extremes... Yes. But you've just managed to turn it around that the extreme is good for you. Yeah, like I said before, this one isn't going to keep my mum awake no. at night. No. I don't know. Maybe some of my swims will. But I don't care. <laughs> I was going to say, if I was your mum, I probably would. <laughs> if you're out there swimming in the dark, I probably would worry a little bit. Don't turn If you listen to this one, mum. No, no, he that. doesn't go out in the dark. No, 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 no. <laughs> Not much. Um, but yeah, it's that, you know, putting yourself out there that comfort zone pushing yourself through that and I get lots of messages from all of the athletes on the team who work with me about how they have benefited benefited from from being there out in the comfort zone doing something that they would never even dream of thinking doing and they, they often say they look at each other we have we chats together and we a lot of the athletes talk amongst themselves about their experiences and what we do and they'll often say, why are we doing this and why are we doing this? And they always say to each other, well, because Matt said so. <laughs> <laughs> well, that shows the faith that they have. That's the trust. That comes back down to trust. Why are we doing this? Because Matt said so. I'm taking people out in some silly stuff, okay? From my experience, we're doing it safely. But to them, it's nasty and it's big and scary. And that's the trust. And they, they often say to them, why are we doing this? Why, am I, why are we standing here on the beach? And it's blowing a false nine gale southwesterly, and it's raining, and the sea temperature's seven or eight degrees. Why are we doing that? Really selling it to me here. And and they say because Matt said so. <laughs> but every time they come back for more. Every week they come back for more, and that's what it's all about. Yeah. No one has ever said we're not doing this anymore. We've had enough. They're always coming back for more. Always coming back for more. Yeah. Fantastic. And a little bit like you saying, you know, you were bullied at school and you think, I think things like this would help young kids as well. You know, as dealing with the bully, I always think you can't actually deal with a bully. You know, whatever stuff is going on with them is going on with them. Trying to change their mindset is really difficult and quite uncontrollable from your point of view. But controlling your mind as a young child who's being bullied, my my head goes immediately to building their confidence and if they took up a a hobby like open water swimming or something similar you're building their confidence and the more confidence they have maybe the better that they deal with somebody a situation in school that was difficult yeah that that's interesting because if if someone had told that that give me that scenario when i was um 13 14 15 that i can't control the bully then that's kind of like gold dust isn't it um Mm. It was like a really awful situation, and I used to dread going to school. I used to dread French when I used to get beaten up afterwards. Um, and that was my whole three, four years of, of my senior school. Um, and to be given that information, or there's something else out there, as like I said before, I, I had some release with my football and my, my other athletic skills back at school, so that was some yeah. that helped, I think, because um, I did have that. but. The youth market is something I want to tap into, most definitely, um, because a certain demographic of, of athletes or individuals are swimming with me. Um, 
I'd love to get some 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 young guys and girls. I think it would be really board. good because the overall thing, you know, I know somebody who um, he does self defence in Billericay, and he's worked with a couple of children who have been bullied. Mm. I would guess they probably don't ever get into a physical situation where they have to use that. It's the confidence they've got for knowing that they can protect mm. themselves in a certain way. And again, I think they get that from doing something as challenging as open water swimming that shows them that they can do something else and prove to them that they can do something that they thought was maybe impossible, mm. which opens your mind to thinking, it might be possible for me to deal with this situation that's going on. Yeah, I think that, I think the, putting yourself in that situation of the open water swimming, I, the, the, the confidence boosting you get, I think, is, the word I'm looking for is subconscious. Mm. I don't think you actually realise it's there until you're using it, and even using it subconsciously as well, if that makes sense. You mm. know, I, you don't come out and go, oh, I feel really um, uh, confident now. No. <laughs> you know, it's, oh, yeah, I feel so confident now I've done that. Well, if that works, you just say to somebody, be more confident. And it, it's not as simple as that, is it? You have to, you have to build it up subconsciously. Yeah, and yeah, definitely. And, to, and that comes over a period of time. And that subconscious level increases your um, armour, so to speak, or your um, um, kind of uh, defence mechanism inside you that you can rely upon subconsciously to help you get through other situations. You know, my open water swimming helps me so much, you know, it helps me so much more in other parts of my life. Yeah. My relationships, my family, my, my work and my career, all these things, it kind of... but. On a subconscious level, I'm, you know, it, it definitely is there working away. Yeah, for me, I, I sort of think of it like too many times people try and uh, cure the symptom, which say if we're taking the bullying analogy, mm. the symptom is that person bullying you and you being bullied either physically or, or mentally, but the cause is either a lack of confidence or, you know, the cause is some little shit, you know, bullying you. Yeah. But there must be something that is lacking for you to be able to maybe stand up for it or deal with it or mentally be able to to look after yourself throughout that situation. Yeah. So to me, you deal with the cause, which is the subconscious, which is building the confidence in other areas. Mm. You know, even if you're not being bullied, but you're just lacking a bit of confidence, finding something that you're good at that you hadn't thought of before is always, you know, a really good thing for you mentally, isn't it? Totally. I totally agree. And I think without my sports at school, I would have been in real trouble. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it gets highlighted a lot more now, bullying in, in yeah. the workplace, bullying in schools, and um, and the self-harming around that um, for the individuals being bullied and the potential suicide, etc., uh, etc., et especially with the social media now. And, um, and especially in young men as well. Definitely. That's on the increase. I mean, I've read some statistics the other day. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, the just the entry level self harming, and whatever that may be, through you know drink or drugs, even at school and um, the self abuse and yeah, shocking. And I think without my sports, I would have been in a lot of trouble. Um, but not everyone has that. You know, I was in a place that was bad, but it could have been a lot worse. You know, um, and I think having some encouragement now and having some um, awareness that there's an alternative to being just crushed and you can build your self-esteem you can build your you know you mentioned trying to um, cure the 
actual uh, cause uh, mm, symptom, symptom cause. behind it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and anything. Like I said, we're sat there, we can hear the birds. Just getting, being aware of your surroundings, being aware that there's something else out there apart from being completely contained in this bubble of abuse that you're receiving that, that I think that's just a bonus in itself yeah. and we do as much as I don't slate social media as much as some people because I think you know if you can use everything in the right way yeah. it's good we definitely have a lack of getting back to the more normal natural things don't we you know without getting like too fluffy you know we're, we're so distracted by everything aren't we it's so quick, easy not to actually take any notice of anything going on around us that's natural 100%. I, I read a statistic the other day that um, in universities around the UK there are more um, gaming um, clubs, as in computer gaming clubs, than there are football, rugby and hockey and no. netball. <laughs> and that's only getting worse and worse and worse. Yeah. Um, football pitches are empty now on a Sunday. There's no one, no one out there, no one doing what um we used to do as a it's a generational thing isn't it i mean i still love being outside because that's how i was brought up to be outside open the front door out we go come back in the evening that was how we were brought up as children i was the oldest of four so that was my um i was looking after all my siblings and uh interestingly we look back now and um i i i paved the way of of perhaps what not to do <laughs> Well uh, done. Yeah. I so so my, my, my siblings got the benefit of me kind of... Um, oh, so they didn't follow you and copy you. They did, that You showed them what not to do. I, and they, they, they I, very sensibly learnt from your mistakes. Yeah, I, I would do it this way, guys. And uh, they looked at me and thought, well, that didn't work very well. We won't follow Mac. Uh, yeah, so well, you did them a service then. Definitely. I took one for the team. I took one for my brothers and sisters. You're very kind. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Try to be. So what is the future for Matt and Open Water Swimming? Because, you know, just having chatted to you a couple of times, and I've never really thought about open water swimming too much before, but it is a good thing. It is great for mental and physical health. So what? how can we get more of that going in the world? Um, I am always pushing the business, always looking for new avenues of expanding um, and where I can take it on a... On a, a a global level, let's call it a global level. <laughs> world a, domination. World domination. Why not? It, I'm not called the open water swimming coach for no reason, uh, Mandy. Um, go big or go home. There, there's the addict in me, obviously, that can't do anything by halves, and I push the business as much as I can, and um, to expand it and to encourage more people to swim. Um, hopefully, it's going to become too big that I can't take everyone out, and it's going to be more of a uh, I don't know more of a platform-based business. I, I'm always trying, always pushing, always reaching for new horizons with it, and they don't always make it to there, but something always happens, you know. We're sitting here now having mm. a conversation. Well, something exciting has happened, hasn't it? What happened last week? Oh, the BBC filming, yeah, just, sorry. Just that. Oh, yeah. well, yeah, but... The, the, <laughs> yeah, the BBC filming, that was good fun with Reverend Kate Botley. We were down swimming at Papermore Lock. Um, looking after everyone down there, being interviewed, and that was that was a really good, good couple of days, and um, yeah, two days that I'd love to repeat again, and um, hopefully when that airs, that get a bit more uh, publicity. I don't know, it's, and it's a good story, you know, it, it is a good story. How 
how it has helped you, how you found it, but also your enthusiasm and your passion for it as well. I, I think that's what I like. You know, I get a lot of those comments about the enthusiasm. I'm, I'm a coach and a um, motivator and um, I, only know that, I, know, I, know, ugh, I only know how to do it one way and that's like... Okay, guys, this is what we're doing. Right, we're going to go for a swim, or we're going to do this or that. And that's, that's the way I coach and, and look after everyone. And, and the enthusiasm, I think, is what is people find infectious. But the thing is, I don't even have to work on it, really. It's just me, and that's the way I am, and I can't do much about that. But in my experience, that's when people do have success. Because when you've got the purpose and the passion behind it, you know, which, um, you know, I don't know all the jobs you've done before, but quite often it is lacking isn't it you know you can there's plenty of people out there doing jobs that is not their passion by any stretch of the imagination whereas this is your passion um and it's really fantastic for people so those two things together mm. if you can make it into a business that's global yes global <laughs> with the help of the reverend kate botley yes i have her number okay. <laughs> have you yeah <laughs> my first celebrity number. I think you did. Um, did you manage to persuade Kate into the water then? Yeah, she she loves the open water swimming anyway. She's a reservoir and. Uh, Is she? Yeah, she does. Yeah, she. That's how the kind of oh. collab collab came together. So she's um she's quite prominent on the open water swimming scene. Oh, wow, wow, brave girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She has a. What? So people hat. go swimming in reservoirs as well. Reservoirs, lakes, and waterfalls. She specialises in waterfalls. Yeah, she likes a lot of waterfalls, but she doesn't like the sea. So I need to get her in the city. She's from you... Doncaster, and apparently it's landlocked up there. Oh, so um, where are the waterfalls in Doncaster? I'm not too sure. Yorkshire what happens somewhere. with swimming in a waterfall? I think you just you start at the bottom. I you're not going you over the top. Swim underneath it and stand on it. Yeah, I've swum in a few waterfalls in my time. Um, <laughs> at the bottom, I'm presuming. Oh, sorry, yes, at the bottom. Yes, at the bottom rather than <laughs> at the top. The top. Yeah. That'd be a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. So, what do you reckon? Three or four years to take over the world? Three or four years to take over the world? I hope not. What, Crikey. two? What are we going to do? Uh, Let's put a dead... I'm a coach, you see, Matt, so I've got to put a deadline I on know. there. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to put... You know, I can't put... I'm working hard. All I do is work hard and... Well, let's settle with two years then for oh, world domination. Okay. Two years? Yeah. I think that's still too far away. I'm an addict. I want it now, 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 now. A year and a month. Done. Okay. okay. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, it's been really lovely talking to you. And you I'm now going to talk to you about how we're going to take over the world in a year and a month's yeah. time. Okay. Um, but lovely speaking to you, Matt. Yeah, thanks, man. Um, where can people find out about you? Oh, More. well, uh, on Instagram, the Open Water Swimming Coach. Or on Facebook, the Open Water Swimming Coach. Yeah, they'll find me there. Lots of hints the, and tips. The, yeah, the Open T-H-E, Water Swimming The Open, not just any Open Water Swimming No, the, open, I've the, managed to track down the Open Water Coach. Yes, Swimming okay. Coach. Swimming Coach, oh God. It's okay. The Open Water Swimming Coach. Perfect, that's <laughs> it. On, yeah, on most social channels. So Lovely. I'm there to have a chat, message me, look at all my pictures and... Uh, See me in some really horrendous See those situations. people standing on the side of the water, yes, freezing cold. It's all about the photos. They love the photos. <laughs> but they, they love do. Themselves. That's probably more out of most people's comfort zones than actually doing the swim with you in the first place. Totally. It's, you know, it's, it's... Do you have to do quite a lot of persuasion to get the photos? Uh, no, they love it. Oh, oh cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> Who I'm, are these strange they people they you mentioned? They don't have a find. choice, actually. A quick, quick photo, Instagram, <laughs> Facebook... Sign here. I'm putting it out. (laughs) Brilliant, lovely. Thanks very much, Matt. Nice to meet you. Yeah, great point to Lee. Oh, lovely.